What's the podcast that you like the Disney news and views? First name Diz, last name Dark, A-T-R. We're a UK podcast, please don't hold that against me. First name Diz, last name Dark, A-T-R. After Dark, After Dark. This show is Diz After Dark. So tell your friends about it, say it loud and say it proud. First name Diz, last name Dark, A-T-R. Hello, good evening, good afternoon, good morning, and welcome to another edition of Diz After Dark. I am Nick, and this episode I am joined by my two favourite Pauls, Mr. D. Hello again. And P-Dubs, Paul Washington. What's up? <laughs> Bringing the 99 <laughs> back, <laughs> uh, which I think was the year that uh, the third person on this podcast was born, uh, Ryan. Whoa. Not, Not quite that, though. No, right? 91, 91. Okay, okay. Still a young whippersnapper compared to us, old fuddy-duddies. Yeah. Mm. Keeping you up to date with the latest in technology. No, oh, I see. Oh. Um, how, how has everyone been? Good, good. Yeah? Yeah, yeah be good. Mr. Fearless Leader. Uh, Craig Roy. <laughs> Apparently Craig's a leader, I got told the other week. <laughs> Tosser. Um, <laughs> yeah, I had a I had a very nice week off. It was sunny. I had lots to complain about because I'm British and I'm old. Um, but uh, that's not for this podcast. That's for something else. Um, but the kids had a good time, which is the main thing. And it was uh, an all inclusive, which I've never done before. I don't know if I could do it again. To be honest, like it's it's good, but you feel you have to drink and eat an awful lot to get your money's worth. And I have come back probably about a stone heavier than when I left. So I'm definitely paying for it. But uh, it was good. And it was um, it was nice to get away from the 1,200 podcasts that I, I, I'm involved in. But I also did miss it as well. So I am glad to be back. And glad to be back in such wonderful company. Well, sir. Oh, shucks. That's because Craig's not here. I can say that. <laughs> But uh, I suppose we should start the show as we do each and every episode with what is everybody drinking. So I'm going to go to Mr. D first. What are you drinking? Okay, so I'm keeping it going here with the gin and tonic. And this week it is rhubarb and cardamom. Rhubarb and cardamom. Tonic, yeah. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Um, I drank far too much uh, gin last week. Again, because it was all inclusive, but uh, probably still not as much as um, Lord Luke. So there is there is that, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, P Dubs, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm on the very berry tea tonight. Very berry tea. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Is it very berry? Uh, it's okay. Yeah. I wouldn't say it was overly strong. So it might just be berry. Fair is, enough. Is it a berry, berry, very berry? Or is it just very mm. berry? Um, just very mm. berry. Didn't Mary Berry do a very berry recipe? <laughs> oh, this is far, far too confusing for me now. <laughs> I'm going to have to move on. Ryan, what are you drinking? I'm on water because I'm slap bang in the middle of two stag do's and my wedding is coming up. So well, You should be on hair of the dog, surely. Like oh, You've got to keep no. it afloat, yeah? This weekend coming is, I'm going somewhere for, for 
three nights and two nights and it's going to be a mess. And I've already been dressed up as Princess Leia once. <laughs> yeah, but what about on your first stake? Whee! Um, I am just on Cherry Pepsi Max because I, I was going to go and spike it, but I've just been sat here recording another podcast. And I've not had time, not had dinner, not had time to go and get alcohol from the from the next room. So just straight Cherry Pepsi Max for me, unfortunately. But there you go. Um, right, so I think we'll kick off with the first segment, which is Inside the Park News. The Dad Disney Parks News Roundup is sponsored by WP Magic Journeys to find great prices for your next Disney holiday as well as letting someone take the stress out of booking your fast passes and your dining reservations. Contact Wendy at wpmagicjourneys.com or wpmagicjourneys on social media. Mention this After Dark for a $25 off your deposit. It is the smart way to book your dream Disney holiday. Right, mm-hmm. so guys, like I've been out of the country. You know, I've, I've not long got back. I've not really been keeping my finger on the pulse. What has been happening while I've not been here? Don't all start at once. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I've I got a couple right, of bits. I can yeah. start if you want. Go on, go on in, Ryan. MVP. Um, so, in unsurprising news, I'm talking about Epcot. And they've just announced that the new Beauty and the Beast sing-along, the new China Circle Vision, um, Awesome Planet, which has replaced Circle of Life, and O Canada replacement are all going to be debuting uh, at um, the Festival of Arts in 2020, so January 2020. Okay. So there's a, a lot to uh, to debut in one sitting, but yeah. So uh, so the Beauty and the Beast sing-along isn't replacing um, the whatever it's called. I always forget because I never go and see it. Impression. Precious France. France, yes. Because yeah. actually, I went to see it in October and fell asleep. Um, it's not just, it's not replacing that show, but they're doing it. One will be that, the other will be the Beauty and the Beast sing along kind of thing. Um, awesome Planet is going to be with In the Land, where the old um, Lion King show was. Oh, oh, Canada, they have not said what they're doing to that, other than we're assuming that uh, Martin Short's not going to be there, which is unfortunate because actually we no, like that show. No, he's been confirmed. He's been confirmed. confirmed that he's coming back. Yeah. 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 Amazing. In which case, I will be there. Even more makeup on. Yeah. He's getting a bit older <laughs> and he's knocking on a bit. Let's just bring him in dressed as the uh, uh, Jack Frost from Santa Claus 3. Oh, please no. <laughs> <laughs> and am... then... Sorry, the, the China Pavilion's getting the first ever seamless digital Circle Vision 360 show. Wow. Um, that's in massive need of update, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but we've got four new shows, in effect, coming to Epcot in January. Um, mm-hmm. not, I don't think any of them are going to particularly be mind-blowing, but I think it's good to have these experiences replace some of the older ones. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Yeah, I think um, other than, you know, obviously Norway, you know, had the ride change a few years ago, but they've not really done much with any of the pavilions for a long time. Um, I know they're 
you know, putting in that silly Ratatouille ride over in France. But I think it's good that they're they're putting in some new content. Yeah, definitely. I think some of the shows are looking a bit tired around the edges. Um, I've heard strong rumours that Brazil is going to be coming to World Showcase. Yeah, uh, We'll find out, I guess, during um, D- D23 this year, and if that's true or not. But I think World Showcase does need another pavilion. I think in time for the 50th at Epcot is possible. So they need to get cracking quite soon. Mm-hmm. I mean, that Brazil rumour, I think, has been going around longer than this podcast, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, it definitely yeah. has. Yeah, it's one of the biggest markets now, though, isn't it? I mean, it's... Yeah, it, it kind of makes sense. But I, uh, <laughs> the groups of a hundred Brazilians chanting, just what we want to encourage. Exactly. <laughs> hey, it's better than the uh, the Vevudalers of uh, South Africa. So that is very true as well. That'd be a new special. The spy, the spy drones of Russia. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That'll be a new special in the uh, in the Main Street Barber Shop. Go in there and get your Brazilian. Oh dear! That's what he's here well, for, people. That is well, what he's here for. <laughs> I knew it was here for some. Oh, brilliant! I, I think if if a new pavilion is coming, it's going to be in time for Epcot's fiftieth. So if they don't announce it this year, it's not happening anytime soon. Yeah, it's a big deal, isn't it? I mean, it's, you got to believe that's a couple of years of construction, prepping pre- construction, at least two years, I would have thought. Yeah. Oh, it depends. Yeah. If it's Brazil, they'd just be like, I just chuck a chuck a little mini rainforest in. Job done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, haven't we already got like so two? On, on Epcot. Um... Sorry, Mister D. No, go for it. No, I was just going to say, like, haven't we got two rainforest cafes? Can't they just represent Brazil? Yeah, just chuck chuck one of them in there. Yeah. Works for me. Works probably works for Disney as well. Much cheaper. Yeah, exactly. See, just move the animatronics to Epcot. Because on the, weren't they going to close the one down? Didn't they close the one down at the entrance to the Animal Kingdom? No, it's still there. It's still there, is it? Yeah. I thought that was. I thought that was gone once. Pan opened up. No. Obviously not. The Disneyland ones. The Disneyland one went, and then they brought it back. (laughs) Yeah, it it went for like a couple of months. Yeah, because it was meant to be knocked down. It was meant to be the the new hotel. I wonder if they ever, um, if they even started to take it apart inside. I believe they took the animatronics. Yeah, they took the animatronics out. Interesting. So they did actually start, and it it was meant to have within those two months. It was meant to have gone. That whole block of buildings at Disneyland was meant to have gone in within those two months. But then when they they lost the funding from the Anaheim government. It it was just stopped. They, they thought, oh no, where are we going to get the money from now? It was a tax break though, wasn't it? You, I know, you consider yeah. uh, how much of a tax break that Disney's going to get on the amount of money that they spend. Um, it wasn't really a, a surprise that they went, oh, do you know what? That tax break could have paid for the hotel in itself. So. Bob Iger's like, oh, I'm not giving up my bonus, mate. We're cancelling the hotel. Yeah. But if you listen to what uh, Pete Werner's been saying on the Diz, he reckons that uh, Paradise Pier will be being turned into a five-star hotel. Interesting. So, you just don't know. 
Uh, Star Wars mm. is going to bring them to traffic, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Right, anybody still else? With, yeah, just staying with Epcot. I mean, it's not, not much news, but I think the uh, the new space-themed restaurant is, uh, they've, they've said that's going to be open by the end of this year. Yes. But they haven't given a, they haven't given an exact date. Um, and, and they haven't named it yet either. But uh, certainly be one that I'd be interested in, looking at the concept art. So what, I've not seen, we've, we've talked about this a little bit before, but I mean, I'm trying to just understand what a space-themed restaurant is actually supposed to be. I, I think it's going to be a little bit like Garden Grill, in that the restaurant slowly is moving, but all of the windows will make it look like you're in space. That's that's what it looks yeah, like. Yeah. yeah, all the windows will make it look like you're moving. Whether you're actually moving, don't know. But yeah, when when you look at the photographs, it looks like you're in a space station having dinner, looking up over the planet, and you know, I guess they've got the potential for things to go by. So, you know, when you think about all the IPs they've got that are set in space, it could be a bit like, um, you know, on the on the cruise line, they've got the virtual portholes where mm. it's really a flat screen TV uh, connected to cameras that look what? outside. They're sort of live cameras. Oh, they've had that for a long time. You but just they, spot the they, illusion. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's magic portholes, sorry. Um, but then they have... Uh, superimposed characters and things that, that go by. Well, I mean, you would you would think and maybe hope that they would do that here. You know, you got Guardians of the Galaxy, Star Wars, all sorts of things they could they could sneak in as little little extras. Well, at the very least, you'd see hopefully see like the rocket launch from Mission Space Blast off every now and again. Yeah, and just as it gets into orbit, there's like a little explosion from from the uh, where they get rid of the sick bags from the owner's team <laughs> i'd like um, a, little de- a little deposit i'd like to see um, the window i'd like to see something yeah. like um I, I don't know more more disney film franchises or, or series than ips mm. like star wars and guardians you know i mean i suppose guardians is going into epcot so that could work but i think yep. star wars would just be a bit much i'd like you know maybe say like i don't know the black hole um. Mm-hmm. Now I'm struggling. John Carter, I have some shits in John Miles Carter. Miles from tomorrow. Oh, Miles needs mums. <laughs> well, they've it's... got Alien now, haven't they? So why 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 is Alien not invading the space station on way through? Nostromo could be yeah. Be, uh, about it, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. I, I wonder if the food's going to be like that. Um, rehydrated stuff. Or dehydrated <laughs> you imagine, stuff. yeah, forty dollars for it. Rehydrated pile of shit. Yeah. I've got um, it comes out of a tube. When I went a couple of years ago to um, the science museum in London, my mother-in-law felt really sad for me when I told her that I'd always wanted to try this astronaut food that they sell there, and I never got it as a kid because my parents said it was a waste of money. So she bought me a packet of Neapolitan ice cream, which is still in the packet, and I will. I mean, gearing up to eat it, I think I might do it on video or something, just so everyone can share any experience. But. Um, yeah, has anyone ever tried that food? No, you could buy it on missions in the shop in Mission Space though as well. Yeah, yeah they sell it at NASA as well. Yeah, I've never tried it though. Yeah, but yeah, I'm actually looking forward to this restaurant. So yeah, mm. hopefully it'll be open by the time I arrive late October. But I've just booked all of my ADRs kind of this yeah. last week or so. 
Um, so we'll see. We'll see. But if, if I can book it, I definitely will. Ah, just knock off yeah. one of your 12 um, La Cellier reservations. There's only two so far. <laughs> yeah, so far. <laughs> I've got four credits left to use, though. So here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. D, did you have anything else? No, that's it, really. Fair enough. Not a lot. Not a lot. Going on. P dubs? Yeah, I've got a couple of bits. Um, first one was the unveiling of the Skyliner. Ah, you give, yeah. This is why I should speak more on the podcast. It was the only Jeff thing. Back. <laughs> He's been due a comeback for quite a while. See you later, Joe. Um, yeah, it's, it's one of the few things that I've picked up on, but um, you've probably seen more of it than I have, so go on. Yep, so we've finally seen the finished versions. They're, they've been running without their, their capes on that they've been running with for, for the last month or so. Um, we've now seen which characters are included. I think... Uh, as I posted in uh, our chat group, I think the favourites are the, the Guardians of the Galaxy ones. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're good. W- with Groot and Rocket on the back and then Yondo on the back of the other one. Um, and someone got a great photo of them passing by each other, one going one way and one going the other. Nice. Um, so they they were together. And and obviously we've got all the, the main characters. My other favourite one that I saw was the was the Coco one, um, which I thought was really well done with them with the, the skeleton looks all over it, which I thought was, was looking really good. So, so that looks great. I'm, I'm looking forward to using it. I have to be honest. Uh, I'm, I'm booking trips for next year and I'm, I'm looking at it going, well, which hotel has got the skyliner going through it? Uh, that is, so, it's all the ones that have gone up in value since last year. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. So, it, I mean, they, oh, they look good. They, they do look good. I mean, when, you know, we first talked about this, uh, you know, this project becoming a reality. Um, I don't think any of us were expecting it to to look the way it has. Um, I thought it'd be quite plain, really, a bit like the monorails. I know the monorails sometimes get decorated, um, but, you know, the monorails are quite a classic look, and I, I just really assumed that these were going to be of the same kind of um, feel to that. So the fact that they've got all of these decorated, I think, is a really good idea. Yeah. yeah, and it does give you that extra option as well of, of getting to places. So you you can't knock them for trying to to make something a bit better for for everybody. Yeah, I, yeah. Said, I don't think it covers enough distance. I no, mean, well, not at the moment. Yeah, I think I think you're probably right, Ryan. I think you know if this is a success, that this will be extended because I I mean I, I suppose we talked about the monorail and stuff before. I think this is something that's easier for them to to add yeah definitely yeah there's a lot more companies doing that kind of tech as well and i think i can't i can't wait to try them um i'm assuming they're going to be open uh they're supposed to open late this year so hopefully by the time i get there uh, by the time you guys get over there as well hopefully uh, they'll yeah, be operational so, yeah mm-hmm. yeah but i think they'll be open within the next six to eight weeks yeah they look pretty done don't they yeah just the stations in the surrounding area that look like they're just polishing off. Yeah, yeah, I saw a picture of the the station at Caribbean Beach that wasn't quite finished at the moment, but I don't think it was far off looking at it. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, be good. Yeah. Right, so, I'm gonna go to Ryan next because I know you had something else as well, Ryan. So, what did you have? 
Yes, so um, Disney has just released a little video where you can do a 360 view of inside the Falcon at Galaxy's Edge. I don't know if I... Don't get too excited because it is quite... It's kind of what you'd expect. A... (laughs) It's basically, you basically get the chess room of the Falcon, um, which I'm assuming is going to be form part of the queue. Mm. It, was the, it was the same room that we saw Spielberg, um, Bob Iger, um, and the gang sitting in the other day, where Bob referred to him as, uh, sorry, referred to them as his friends. Um, no, Bob, they just came because you invited them to see Galaxy's Edge. Oh, maybe Bob is friends of them. Who knows? Uh, if you've got money, you've got friends, haven't you? Which is why I have no friends. Um, I, <laughs> <Nor do> I. <laughs> except you guys. Um, I think what was interesting with the whole thing is that Steven Spielberg was there. Where was George? Mm. Uh, this is his way of selling Spielberg on an Indiana Jones land. I, I think you could be right, actually. Does he need to? I mean... He's a universal man. Yeah, I know, but isn't Lucas... Like, because Lucasfilm is owned by Disney, don't they now have the rights to Indiana Jones anyway? They do, that is true. But then Spielberg's yeah, but they'd want him. Mm. Yeah, they'd want him involved. Yeah. And also, if Universal is sensible, they've got to be getting rid of him soon so they can get rid of E.T. This is true. I want your bike, Spielberg. And fly off... I take that bloody thing with you. Yeah, literally on your bike. I mean, I, I'm really keep your feet in at all times. <laughs> yeah, or else. Um, I don't uh, see. I'm I'm quite tall. I'm I'm, I'm not going to be going to Galaxy's Edge for a while, right? Um, I'm not going to be going this year, and it's probably unlikely I'll be going next year. So on the one hand, I'm obviously really eager to see it, and so I'm really tempted to see stuff like that or when the footage comes out or when people start going and seeing their videos and, and whatnot. But on the other hand, I kind of want to not see too much. So when I go, it blows my mind. That is fair. I, I tell you what, there's so something else related to this that they announced. I think it was last week. Um, I was kind of expecting to queue for like four or five hours to get into Galaxy's Edge. And now Disney has announced and from I think I believe from roughly the opening day in Disney World to November the second, every single morning from six a.m. to nine a.m., Galaxy's Edge at, at Hollywood Studios will have extra magic hours for those staying on property. Wow! Every single morning, and, and also Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom are opening at eight for extra magic hours every single morning as well. So from what time then? Six. Six till nine. Yeah. Wow, that's a big deal. Yeah, massive. So I've already changed my plan for when we arrive. We're going to be heading to Hollywood Studios twice in that week for 6am just to do Galaxy's Edge. Mm. Um, It will still be busy, of course it will. But, you know, it will be a a lot quieter at that time of morning than it will be um, at midday. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I think it's it's a brilliant move. And and also, weirdly, Epcot is, is the only park that isn't getting extra magic hours. Um, but Animal and Magic are opening at eight every single day for, for those staying on property. The only thing yeah. that it doesn't concern me, but the only thing that uh, about that is that that means there's going to be quite a short window from park close to park reopening again. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're going to really have their work cut out to make sure that Something... everything's speak and spam. It's only going to be about five mm-hmm. hours. Well, no, Hollywood, Hollywood, Studio, Hollywood Studio shuts at 10 normally at that time of year, at the latest. Yeah, I suppose Magic Kingdom is the one that stays open later, doesn't it? So yeah. I think they're going to be keeping it open as long as they can. Well, I was, those, I was, hour, those hours will change. I think you're right. Um, at the moment, the latest I saw Hollywood Studios open for, which is still late for October, November, was 10 p.m. So usually that time of year, Hollywood shuts at about 8 yeah. Um, so we are seeing it stay open later for sure. But I've already yeah. said to Donna, look, we're getting up at five. We're getting to Hollywood Studios, yeah. and I'm, I'm there for six a.m. because it's it's probably going to be the best way to see that land for me personally. Oh, definitely. It's got to be in it. I mean, there's you know, there's a lot of people who think they'll get there for six, but will they really with young kids and stuff like that? This is probably it. Not. This is it. And then that's that's only for on-site guests as well. So right away you've cut down the numbers dramatically. Yeah, hundred percent. So yeah, I'm, I think, I'm watching. Yeah, I'm going to be there at six. Yeah, you've got to do it. I think if it was eight o'clock, you'd be like, "Oh, that's not." You know, I've been there for Pandora at eight o'clock, and it's still mental. Mm-hmm. But six in the morning, you know, I, I really, as you said, mm-hmm. I really families getting up at four, half four, five o'clock in the morning, yeah. possibly. But I can see them getting there for around half seven, eight, rather than yeah. six. Yeah, I think so. And the thing well, is, as well, honestly, I was. I was thinking about for our trip in September. I was thinking about booking a Disney hotel and not using it. Well, just getting just there for six. The extra, yeah, and just yeah. using the extra magic hours. Yeah, yeah I suppose it'd be worthwhile doing it. Although, do, do you no, not no. do you not need to have something to? You, you'll still need to get something from reception to give you extra magic hours. You'll need to online check in. No, you just got oh, yeah. to link your pass. You just got to link your ticket to your room reservation. Yeah, yeah. online check-in. Yeah. Um, You'll need to have some kind of like card or magic band, as long as it's linked. And they, yeah. scan, they scan your magic band or card. They say that you've got, you're staying on property and then they let you in. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is as well, Ryan, especially if you're doing it in the, in the first week, is that, or like, you know, even the first few days, is that because of like the, the time difference, getting up at five in the morning isn't getting up at five in the morning. No, exactly. Like we were even thinking of doing it the first day, um, just because we're always up at like five anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so we may well hit it the first day. I think Donna was kind of disagreeing with me on it, but like, I won't be able to wait to see Star Wars. Mm-hmm. She'd be like, no, we're not going to there. We're going to Magic Kingdom. And I'd be like, okay, see ya. Mm-hmm. Just leave her in bed. I'll see you at Magic Kingdom at nine because yeah. I'm going to Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Just put a note on the pillow. See you later. Meet you. Meet you yeah. at nine. I know it's the I know it's the honeymoon, but I'm at Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, you've got to get your priorities right. Exactly. Sure, I'm sure going solo. With them ching. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but no, that's, I think that's good news. And I think um yeah, I think that's gonna make the people that are staying on site feel a bit better about being I able think to so. experience it. Yeah, I, I feel better yeah. about it. I mean I'll be honest. Sorry. No, no, go, go. I was just going to say, you know, when we when we booked it, we were, we were kind of limited by time. We were kind of boxed into a limited period of time. And it was either this year or just push it right out to next year. And we decided, look, the hell with it. We're just going to go and we're going to have a good time. And, and at that point, you know, Star Wars wasn't going to be opening until late fall, which everybody thought was the end of the year. And then when they announced that they were going to open it in August, and we're there end of September, beginning of October. We were thinking, 
oh man, it makes feelings about it really because only one attraction is going to be open and it's going to make the whole thing crazy busy. Um, but this kind of makes up for that a little bit because it gives you it gives you half a chance now to actually get something for the you know for the hassle and the pain of having all the extra crowds everywhere. So I'm pretty happy about it. Yeah, I think so. I I, I think. The only time I'll do Galaxy's Edge on our trip is that first week, um, six or nine. Mm. And other than that, we'll just be using our fast passes at Hollywood Studios and getting out of there probably. Yeah. Yeah, because we were actually thinking, if it hadn't been for this, we were thinking that, try, you know, trying, well, hopefully they would uh, and go for those and just go right at, you know, stay right to the end and hope that right at the end you've got half a chance because everybody's tired and they're left with their kids and stuff like that but but this is a better option i think yeah i think so mm. you know people aren't you know at the end of the day people are kind of already there aren't they yeah. um but yeah start of the day that early yep you might get grumpy midday but you've seen star wars <laughs> that's right right uh p dubs did you have another story you want to talk about yeah, actually, it's a follow-on to, to this about Star Wars. Uh, those pictures of Bob Iger taking his friends to visit, did everybody uh, spot the fences? His his fences around the Millennium Falcon? Yes. <laughs> you will not be able to get anywhere near it. Rightfully so, I think. Look what the, look what yeah. kids have done to Toy Story Land. There's yeah. no way yeah. they should be... I mean, star, like hardcore Star Wars fans being able to touch the Falcon? I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. I think we, knew it, we knew it would be coming at some point, even if it wasn't there to start with. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think it would have it would have eventually found its way in. Um, obviously, we've not seen Walt Disney World yet. Uh, that's just Disneyland's version. It may be different at Walt Disney World. I doubt it very much. Um, but yeah, just just found it interesting that you've got to imagine that was always going to be the first thing. Um, mm. Is anything else going to end up being put behind a fence? It's just a shame that they didn't design it so that you don't actually need a fence. You know what I mean? It's almost yeah. like uh, if you go to the zoo, they've got like um, like a, almost like a moat, really. Um, and from a, you know, from even just from a few feet away, you, you can't see the moat. So it's just a shame that that uh, you know it wasn't designed by that. But, they, uh, yeah, because I, I mean, they could have had like kind of moat system with a load of like cables going going around the edge almost like mm. it's it's docked there yeah so it kind of looks quite natural yeah. i think the fence does stand out as a bit shit but mm. at the same time like when i was at toy store Land in october it's it, the paint's being chipped off people like people are just doing that themselves and and granted mm. I, I think disney did make that land quite cheap but even so like guests just can't be trusted with these things yeah no, you're, I think you're. I think you're right. I mean, um, we saw when we went to um, run Disney last year, and um, we were walking around the the Marvel season of heroes um, and the big statues that you know they were letting parents putting their kids up on the on the statue, like their statues were on like big rocks, and I mean they weren't obviously real rocks, but. Um, you know, and parents were getting their kids to climb up them so they could get photo opportunities. You just thought, why? Why are you letting that happen? And they did enclose those in, didn't they? 
Yeah, Paris is a whole different story when it comes to parents putting their kids where they shouldn't. I mean, putting them on on lawns and and all sorts of things where they shouldn't put them in in fountains. Well, there is um, yeah, there is that as well. Actually, that's a good point. Didn't think about that. Yeah. Um, uh-uh. The only thing I don't like um, is the fact that you do get. Uh, with a fence, especially, it's going to like ruin the photo up a little bit, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, I think it'd been better if they'd have done, as you say, like either like a moat, or if they'd put the Millennium Falcon on something, yeah. so it was higher off the ground. That's right. Yeah, just or just hire people. some just hire some stormtroopers to like, you know, do a ring around it, get a five hundred one in. Um, it would have been better, but. Yeah, I, I think they need to do something, and better to do it now than before it really starts to, uh, you know, kind of get all nuts. Wait, wait a second. Are you, are you thinking that you're going to be able to get a photo with the Falcon without 300 other people in it? Uh, what, six in the morning, possibly. <laughs> Even a sixth of it, you'd be lucky. <laughs> Should be a queuing system. But, yeah. Oh, yeah, well, I suppose they had to do something, didn't they? So, um, any, any, more stories from inside the parks from anyone? I have one more thing. Go on, Imran. Uh, Rafiki's Planet Watch at Animal Kingdom is due to reopen late summer, so they reckon about August now. It's like the most irritating news ever because nobody wants to, wants it to reopen because it's terrible. Um, but they're adding in um, some new bits, so they're getting rid of the the old kind of Song of the Rainforest um, area there, and they're replacing it with um, a space dedicated to Disney's rich heritage of wildlife animation, showcasing how Disney animators have historically taken inspiration from live animals to ensure accuracy and realism in their work. So, examples like Bambi, Lion King, uh, that kind of thing will be um, in those booths. I think the only thing that's worth seeing at um, Planet Watch is if you're you go early enough in the day, you get to see the vets kind of working um uh, doing like kind of operations on the animals and things that they have in the park and that's really cool like i think that's a really cool thing that mm. no other zoo in the world really does and they do it really well they've got someone standing there with a mic taking you through the procedure you get to ask questions to the vets afterwards that kind of thing um i really love that part of it but the problem is with pandora there now unless you get to fly a passage at, at 9 a.m um you've really not got much much of a chance unless you want to wait in line for three hours so, but other than that, I, I'd like to see Indiana Jones in this space in the future, if I'm honest. Yeah, I mean, I think I think there's a lot that can be done in that land, full stop. Um, I th- is Indiana Jones the right fit? Mm, I suppose, could work. Uh, Zootopia's obviously been muted around for quite a while as well, that could work. Yeah. But I, I just think it's, it's a, a lovely land which needs a lot of stuff adding to it or a lot of stuff updating. Yeah. I mean, the, the main attraction is, is literally a goat petting zoo, um, which is fine. You know, it's, you know, it's great for the, for, the, for the kids and things, but you know, given the animals you see on Kilimanjaro, it's, you know, you can pet a goat at any farm. You can pet a goat pretty much anywhere. Yeah. You exactly. know, so especially if you live in like, you know, a rural country, but, um, yeah, eh, well, I suppose it was expected, wasn't it? So it's not exactly uh, shocking, but 
yeah, like you say, probably still a bit of a disappointment. I think it'll come down eventually. I think they've just got to work out because all of the animal enclosures from Kilimanjaro um, are all kind of at the back there. So they've just got to work out a way um, to kind of keep those operational while also putting in a new land. It's quite tricky. Hmm. Yeah. That was it. Right. In that case, I suppose we should really move over and start looking at stuff uh, outside the parks. The Diz After Dark General News is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. For all things Halloween Horror Nights at both Hollywood and Orlando, visit HHNUnofficial.com. Now, th- this isn't actually strictly true because this is actually where we're going to have our main segment where we will be going back into the parks. But before we do that, and I hand you over to P-Dubs, um, I suppose really we should talk about uh, the big cinema release of the weekend. Detective Pikachu. Couldn't, Pikachu! Couldn't dethrone Avengers Endgame from the top of the charts. There's a surprise. Um, well, it isn't, it isn't. I mean, <clears throat> Avenger, and this is, you know, this is kind of what I was saying the other week about the box office of Endgame. Is we're now getting into the summer blockbuster season, like from you know, this week onwards, there's, you know, reasonably big films coming out. Um, you've got John Wick 3 coming out this week. You've got the following week, Aladdin coming out. Um, you know, then Pets 2, Toy Story 4. You know, there's a lot of big films coming out. So this was the first real test that Avengers had. And, um, I mean, it, it had a, a decent opening, Detective Pikachu, 58 million. Um, biggest video game adaption. Um, but uh, yeah, Endgame still ruled supreme. Um, looking at Endgame, it's now done $723 million in the US, um, and it's done $2.489 million around the world, so it's overtaken Titanic. It's about 400 um, off, isn't it? Avatar, yeah, 300. 300 now, is it? Yeah, yeah. I, I just I don't know. I, I I just can't see it doing it. I think with all these these films coming out, I think the wind's going to be knocked out of its sails. Um, massive only, shame. But yeah, it's only gained three hundred thousand, I think, or so in the last week. Yeah, um, and that's going to continue to drop as the weeks go on, unless Spider Man gives it a little boost, like it, uh, Avengers to Captain Marvel. Well, which could happen. You're absolutely right. I think the other thing as well. Uh, with Avatar, and it doesn't really get talked about because I don't think it, it made a huge amount of difference, but even so, is that um, Avatar did get re-released the next summer. So they, yeah. they released like an extended version of it out, um, which which added to the growth. So I wonder if they might try and do a similar tactic with Avengers. You know, we do know that there was, you know, bits of the film cut out. There was characters cut out of the film as well. Um, so who knows? Maybe they'll do that. Maybe they'll five hour version. Yeah. Yes. Maybe they'll do a double bill with um with Spider Man as well. Um, a double bill. It's like a whole day. Well, yeah, but, yeah, but I mean, you know, I mean Infinity War, you know, they're doing double bills of Infinity War and in game. Yeah. 
Here's your 3D glasses, sir, and here's your depend underpants. Enjoy the film. <laughs> I, uh... Or in your case, go back in a couple of weeks, Paul. <laughs> yeah, so actually, actually, that's, yeah, that's yeah. a good point. So yeah. um, I believe you've now seen it in about 12 parts, yeah? <laughs> just, yeah, just the two. <laughs> but, but now you've seen but the whole film. I've seen it in 5D. Because the first half was 3D and the second half was 2D. It's very so, true. Yeah. <laughs> And so, we overlapped by about 40 minutes, I think. So it was three hours and 40 minutes in the end. So Definitely 2D was better. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I saw it in IMAX 3D and it was it was great. Um, I, 3D, normal 3D could be so hit and miss. Like I yeah. saw Detective Pikachu in uh, standard 3D yesterday and uh, it was bloody awful. Yeah. And so was the, uh, the film. No, um... Yeah, it, the 3D ghosted. It was way too dark. It's it, it, what I've said before about automatic projectionists. Mm. Um, they don't they don't balance the film like they should do. Um, it was just awful. Warner Brothers just should not release 3D films. Every Warner film seems to suffer with the same problems. Disney films don't seem to have the ghosting issues, but they're still not always as um, as bright as they they should be for those. But hey ho. Um, but you've seen it now, so yeah. you know your thoughts on it. Yeah, so I, I am going to go back and see it again. It, it may be this week. I don't know. This week's a bit busy, so if not this week, then it would definitely be next week because I I don't want to see it in one in one go. Uh, you know, the original plan was to go and see one half one day, and then the next half, the second half the next day, but that didn't work out. So in the end, there was a week between parts, and that was just too long. Yeah. Um, so we did. We probably didn't get a true sense of it, but I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Um, I'm not sure that in years to come, everybody will look back on it and say it's as great a film as they're currently seeing. That's not to say that it isn't good. It is. Um, but I did feel at the end that it was it was just like overload at the end. Um you know, there was a lot, there was a lot chucked in there, but I enjoyed it. It was a, it was a, like a cinema event, really. And that's why I think it may, it may pip Avatar yet. And especially if they did re-release it, because, you know, that, to me, that's kind of cheating, the re-release piece. And I think if they re-released a special edition of Endgame, they'd definitely blow Avatar away. Um so that's that's how we looked at it, and that's how other people seem to be seeing it. It was like a it was like a cinema event, you know. Um, and a lot of people are going to want to see that they saw it in the cinema. Um, so yeah, it was it was good. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was, uh, you know, it was it, it it was well done. It was spectacular. It was funny in places, and uh, I still think Guardians of the Galaxy are the best thing in it. But. Uh, um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. So look forward to seeing it again in one go, and I'll probably go back and see it two D all the way through. Although I did toy with three D IMAX. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna see it in in any other kind of format, IMAX three yeah. D is the way to see it. Um, yeah, I couldn't sit there in four DX and see it for mm. three hours. Um, it would just be too much. But yeah, if you're gonna see it in another format, IMAX three D is definitely the way to go. Pay your yeah. six quid up charge, enjoy yourself. Treat yourself. Um, I went to see um, Captain Marvel. So I've seen it twice in. I've seen it IMAX 3D and 2D. Um, 
I went to see Captain Marvel as the first film I saw in 4DX. <laughs> and uh, the amount of times I jumped, because when she was getting punched in the back, obviously you get punched in the back. Yeah. And I wasn't expecting it to hit, hit me quite as hard as it did. So at one point she gets punched in the back and I just go, Ugh! and the woman next to me is just like, for God's sake. <laughs> uh, the first film I saw, I'm very picky when it comes to seeing films in that format. Um, because, well, the first one I saw was Solo. Mm. And um, because there's a lot of flying sequences, it works really well in that. But mm. again, like you said, Ryan, like because I, I, kn- I knew what it did. Yeah, but I still wasn't expecting it, and there's a bit right at the beginning when he gets um, hit with a like some kind of stick. When um, I think he owes a debt to somebody, of course he does. His hand solo, um, but yeah, so- someone hits him with a stick, and even though he gets hit in the stomach, you get hit in the back, and that kind of yeah. threw me. But um, I saw that, and I saw House Train Dragon, um, Hidden World, or whatever it's called. And again, for the same reason, it was lots of flying in it. And uh, it works really well for films like that. But I don't think it's... Uh, they always try and sell it as this uh, format you see films in. But IMAX is, you know, always my preferred way of, of seeing a film or Dolby Vision or something. But not something that has that that amount of gimmick to it. It's yeah. too much. Yeah. But yeah. Um, we could- you see... See the picture that James Cameron tweeted, like the very inappropriate picture of Titanic being bested by the Avengers A. No. It was so weird. It's so weird. Like, oh, don't. So, it's on. like the Avengers A coming out from the water. Oh. And it's, 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 it's causing the Titanic to sink. It's like, mate, that's quite insensitive. Jesus. What's, what's he going to do when it takes over Avatar? I don't know. They're going to be a dead... Well, Smurf. yeah, possibly. Yeah, it's probably going to crush uh, Jake Sully or something. Just uh... oh god, yeah, that that's what was responsible for the accident. Yeah. <laughs> oh <laughs> god, yeah, that's yeah, taking a real life tragedy. I mean, people did, you know, there, there was a small minority of people that took issue with Titanic in the first place because it took a real life event and turned it into this epic kind of romance film. Um, and kind of playing off on this real life tragedy, but that's you know, regardless of how you felt about that, that is extremely poor taste. Now, to, yeah. do yourself a favour and, and check, check check out after this. I think it's on his official Twitter. It's just ridiculous. Oh jeez. Uh, but I think you know, last this time last year he hated superhero films. Now that Disney own him, I think he's uh, maybe um, tying the company line. Yeah, exactly. It does. It's nothing he would have tweeted a year ago. No way. Well, I think no, he's trying. To- Trying to save his job. Well, yeah. His sequels are being pushed back to like 2050 at this rate. That's true. Did um, did we talk the other week about Sp- James Cameron's Spider-Man? No, I don't think we did. No. I've recorded so many bloody podcasts. Like, so in the 80s, uh, no, early 90s. Early the, 90s it was. Yeah, I remember reading about James Cameron was working on a Spider-Man film um, I want to say it was like Orion or Canon. No, it was. I think it was Orion. Um, had the rights to it at the time, and it, you know he was going to direct it, and Arnie was tapped to play uh, Doc Ock, and uh, you know it was going, they're going, going quite full steam ahead with it, but it obviously never materialised. And I wonder if um, maybe now he's thinking I might want some of that Marvel money. 
Yeah. We actually, when we had Jim Hill on, but Pal Bam, we had a little chat about that, that Spider-Man, because he actually had a copy of the script. Okay. Um, and we spoke a little bit about, obviously, the original choice was, was Leo as, as Peter. That's pretty much a given at that point. <laughs> They've been so uh, bad. Yeah. Yeah, um, and he, he spoke about how it kind of fell apart at the time. And then they did a like a, a spoof on it, didn't they, on Entourage, where James Cameron directed Aquaman. Oh, okay. I never watched uh, Entourage because I don't hate myself. Yeah. I, I tried watching that show. I just could not get into it at all. You know, I like pompous people, but not a whole show just about pompous people. <sighs> anyway. Enough about Avengers Endgame. Um, you know, we'll, we'll probably do updates if it gets to, to beat towards Avatar, but we've got a much more pressing event going on this evening. So, P-Dubs, over to you. So, uh, are we doing more more TV news? More film news? Oh, well, uh, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't. I was actually going to hand you over to your segment, but if you've got... No, I've got a little bit of news that's kind of broken tonight. Um a sequel to Honey, I Shrunk the Kids Whoa. is now going going into production. Originally, apparently, it was meant to be for Disney+. Plus. Um, they've now changed their mind, and it will get a theatrical release. Um, with Josh Gad starring as Rick Moranis' grown-up son. Oh, for Christ's sake. <laughs> now, look, I like Josh Gad. Because, yeah, but he's in everything. Well, no, that's what I was going to say. So, like, you know, obviously, you know, he, he made his name in the Book of Mormon. Olaf was a good character. Um, you know, he, when he makes appearance, you know, he's a great LeFou in Beauty and the Beast. But he's becoming a little bit of an annoyance now. He does seem to just pop up in everything. He's Disney's bitch. I mean, to be fair, I could see him as a grown-up Nick. <laughs> he actually does look like <laughs> he does him, does look like him, does he? <laughs> That's that's the worrying thing is he does actually really look like him. Is Rick Moranis um, going to be in it? Is he making? A they've not confirmed yet, but he has started to make a little bit of a comeback. He was in the Goldbergs earlier yeah. in the year. Well, um, his voice was. His kids are growing yeah. up now, aren't they? So he's. I think he's yeah. going back to acting. Um, yeah. If he's not, I'm not going to see it. Just put it out there. No, it's it's coming at a good time that he's decided to come out of retirement. A new Ghostbusters, a new Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Um, he's not picked a bad time if he does come out of retirement. But as a... Maybe he's just picked up the phone and gone, yeah, I'm ready, guys. Crack on. <laughs> yeah, and they've just gone, right, let's get on with it. Green light the lot. I would, it, yeah. You know what, it'd be nice because he was one of those actors that always, I mean, I suppose he's got a similar career trajectory to Josh Gaddy. He seems to be in everything for a while. Um, but he always just seemed really likable. Yeah, and I think he always brought life to the screen, didn't he? Yeah, but I think, and I mean, obviously, because you know, him taking a step away from Hollywood at the height of his fame, um, because of what was going on with his family, I think speaks volumes. You know, mm. like that's got to be a decent person that would that would do that. Um, you know, most, you know, he's not alone in the situation that he's been in. But a lot of people that are still in Hollywood don't stop, you know, you know, deal with that in the times off, but don't step away. Like, you know, he stepped away from everything for over 20 years. You know, I think that says a lot about the character. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. I'd just like him and to do something. That'd be great. If the, if the Rock could step away for a while, I'd be much, much appreciated. Oh, uh, look, we're going to start our Fast and Furious marathon soon. Stop going on about him. <laughs> but that's good news. I mean, I think because, I mean, Disney did release their slate, didn't they, for all their upcoming films um, last week? Or like, what was it, like the next seven years or something? Yeah, up until early 2023, I think, they yeah. went to. It was, it was crazy. I thought what was interesting was that they've moved uh, New Mutants again. That yeah. film's going to be shit, isn't it? Yeah. I, I mean, mean yeah. Dark Phoenix looks shit, so that must be really shit. Well, I mean, I recently watched X-Men Apocalypse. Knowing oh, Dark Phoenix terrible. coming out. It's awful, especially so after Dark, uh, Days of Future Past. Um, just an, an abomination of a film. Um, and I am going to see Dark Phoenix, but just because it's free for me to go and watch it. Um, I'm not expecting anything good to come out of it, to be honest. And it's good that they're wrapping up this series of X-Men films, I think, with this film. Um, I'm surprised they haven't just scrapped both of them. I mean, it's well, not it's not helping the the franchise move on, is it? Because obviously they want to bring, they're going to want to bring the X-Men into the MCU. New Mutants it's not is helping... separate though. I, I, you know, it's, although it's the same universe, I don't think there's any crossover. I don't think anyone from the X-Men franchise is in New Mutants. Okay. As far as I know. And I know there been... No, I'm, I'm not aware of anybody in it. No. I don't think, I don't think there's any crossover. And I know that they were supposed to be doing reshoots and then they, like extensive reshoots weren't they and then they didn't so maybe yeah and i think that was i think that was disney that put the kibosh on that yeah so i wonder if they are now going to do it maybe they're not happy with the film and that's why they pushed it back again um but the other one that i thought was interesting was uh artemis fowl yeah they yeah, pushed it back a year didn't they because... yeah well it, they have and they haven't so originally that was coming out in august and now it's coming out in may now as we, you know, seen this year with um, Aladdin, and we've seen in previous years with things like Beauty and the Beast and um, a, a Wrinkle in Time, which I know flopped, but it was supposed to be this big film for Disney. Um, that's when they start like to start to release their big films for the year, and August seems to be the death slot. You know, Christopher Robin got dumped out in August last year; didn't do very much business. So when they announced this was coming out in August, I thought it was enough time to release it because it looked like it was going to be a big film for them. Um, so I, I think that might, to me, I read it by them moving it to May next year that they actually have faith in it being a big film. Well, they want it to be to to be the next franchise, don't they? Mm. Um, I think I think it's a positive move. I think it's interesting, um, but also consider that next year Disney doesn't really have an awful lot on its slate, certainly compared to this year. Oh, it's no. absolutely jam-packed this year. I mean, nothing, and I'm going to put it out there now, nothing in the next 10 years, okay, next five years, is going to be become close to making this much money for Disney at the box office. Nothing. No. no. And even looking at the Marvel slate for next year, there's only two films next year, and they're going to be ones that aren't a huge box office. Yeah. Because I mean, of what they are. Black Widow won't make... Even a billion, I wouldn't have thought. Mm. Just because of the type of film it is. And whatever the second film is, which if it's Eternals, then no one's going to have a clue what that is. 
Well, but the Guardians had a similar issue. Yeah, but again, the first film didn't do great numbers. It was only the second time round that it picked up massive box office. I, I think that's unfair because I don't think it didn't do that. Bad. You know, it came out. It was the no, next film after it, Cap- Winter Soldier, wasn't it? Yeah, but it didn't make the sort of money that it was on the level of a Doctor Strange and Ant Man. Yeah, the first one. Whereas the second one was massive compared to the first one. Yeah. I don't know. So, Eternals, if that is the film that comes out next year, and I think it could be because they're filming it very, very soon, aren't they? Yeah. Um, you know, it's the cast that's going to sell it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Guardians did 700, well, almost 800 million, the first Guardians, worldwide. Yeah, I, Disney were elated with that. They did not think it was going to be that successful. Yeah. They'd almost written it off. Well, they, I think financially they had, I think they knew they had a good film, but I just didn't, I, I think they thought it wasn't going to be a, a hit like it, it deserved to be. So, yeah. yeah. Guardians 2, 863, so not a great deal more. No. Interesting. But two of Marvel's greatest, I think, in my opinion. Yeah, I've still got to rewatch the second one. I haven't watched that for a while, but um, yeah, the first one is is still a classic to me. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it's interesting. But yeah, I mean, this year is just so jam packed. Well, we've had Captain Marvel, uh, Endgame, Aladdin, Dumbo, Toy Story Four, Lion King, Lion King, Star Wars, uh, Maleficent. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I know, I know. Like, I, I think. That is only going to be the the second lowest grossing film uh, compared to uh, Aladdin. Well, actually, I don't know Dumbo. Mm, do I think well, Aladdin and Lion King could hit a billion. I don't think Aladdin will hit a billion. I, I hope that neither of them do, but like Lion King definitely will. Yeah, Lion King. There's a lot of buzz about, but I mean, even my six year old has turned around and said that she doesn't want. She's got no interest in seeing Aladdin, and she likes the cartoon. Yeah. So, and they're spending a lot of money on promo. Awful yeah. lot, awful lot. I'm seeing yeah. adverts everywhere for it. The least oh, I can see one out Jafar. my front window. <laughs> Damn, they literally, really are targeting you now. Literally the least threatening Jafar we've ever seen, including Worthing Pantomime. <laughs> oh no, it isn't. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, on that note, P Dubs. Yes, so um, following on from our previous Magic Kingdom limited time only, um, and we did it for Universal as well, um, we have put it to the public vote as to which part we're going to next, and our listeners chose Epcot. Now, I think Epcot is a lot easier to pick stuff than Magic Kingdom for me. Mm -hmm. And I think it will be for Ryan as well. I struggled yes. a bit. Yeah, much easier for me. I struggled um, in I terms found, of attractions. I I found it easier. That there's attractions that stood out more for me than it was yeah. easier to pick out an yeah, attraction but, than it was at, at Magic Kingdom for me. Yeah, but I suspect we're all going to go for the same couple. <laughs> but yeah, probably. Mm. He who goes first gets the gets the dibs in. Whoever wants to go first. 
Nick, you go first because you were last on the news and you got you got stiffed. No, no, no. I think we should should go to the king of Epcot. I think we should go to Ryan. <laughs> what? So what we're doing first? Attraction. Yeah, which whichever you want to do, you can do all three if you want. Do all okay. three. Do all three. Uh, so we're looking for attraction, snack, and sit down. And right? a meal. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So attraction is the one that I would struggle with the most. Um, I think I would have to go Spaceship Earth, but it's a it's a tough call between Spaceship Earth and Living with the Land. Ooh. Oh, I do like Living with the Land. Yeah, and, and and that's that Spaceship Earth wins. They're very close, but it wins because it's a classic Epcot attraction. It's all about you know it is Epcot that that ball that golf ball whatever you call it is mm. is Epcot. And I think ever since I first saw that park. Um, when I was three years old, walking in, I've continually been amazed by that view ever since then. So I think for me, Spaceship Earth is at the very top of my attractions list. Even though it is in, it is leaking, it is in a massive need of refurbishment. Uh, some parts of it are quite dodgy. It's always breaking down. But I think um, it still reigns supreme for me um, on the attractions list. I think it will be the attraction that stands there longer than any of the others. Mm. Yes, it will change ten times over, but I think it will be there longer than anything else. And I definitely miss the previous version, though. The current version is not as good as the previous version. Yeah, it's a bit more um, future gazing, I think, wasn't there in the previous version? There um, was, yeah. And the first half now is just the, sorry, the second half. The first half is is better, and it's yeah. not that much different, but they've enhanced it. The second half is just desolation, really. It's just screens. To, they've, yeah. yeah, they've removed all those awesome lights with, that were there on the reverse yeah. journey before. Um, and, then, and then Jeremy Irons was a thousand percent superior to uh, to uh, Judy Dench. Although you know nothing against Judy Dench, she's good and her voice is good, but nothing like Jeremy Irons. Hundred percent agreed. I think they could where they could go next is Stephen Fry. That would be yep. great. I'm mm-hmm. happy with that. Oh, I think Richard Arwadi. That would be brilliant. PB Herman. Ha ha. You can't you can't put kids in a ride with PB Herman. Star Tours. Can't, can't do it. <laughs> and besides which, like that wasn't what he was in trouble for. No. He was okay, in trouble. He was in trouble for masturbating in a porno theatre. <laughs> like let like that's for, I mean that's exactly why. Like, what else are you supposed to do in there? Yeah, you're not in there for the movie, are you? Well, you are in there for the movie. <laughs> you're, not, you're not in there for the acting. You're not in Move there on. for the acting, that's for sure. Moving on. I'll go for my snack next, which is, is going to be the chilled coffee that you can get from Belgium during the Food and Wine Festival. Ooh. It's uh, it's alcoholic, and it's 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 alcoholic. It's coffee and it's chocolate, and it's incredible. And um, last year I was lucky enough to travel um, with with Dan, who doesn't drink, so I got two. You can only get two per guest, and I made him get two, and I had four. Good maths. <laughs> Good maths. Yeah, well planned. It, it, it is when you're several drinks in at half eleven in the morning. Well played. Well played, that man. So, uh, yeah, it's a great drink if you've not had it before and you're there for the festival. Some years it's there, some years it's not. 
But uh, Belgium is usually a great shout. Fair enough. And my sit-down meal, I think probably anyone could guess, and it's uh, the, the cellier. Yeah, I thought is maybe. It, is it the steak? It's the steak. Uh, no, actually, the steak is only part of the reason I like the cellier. Um, one of the main reasons is the pretzel bread. Oh, I don't know if anyone's had the pretzel bread. No, but I've heard you talk about it, um, yeah, quite a lot. It is just insanely good. <laughs> Not just a little bit, a lot. Oh, we yeah, did talk I, about it a lot. I did talk about it a lot, I know. I've booked the cellular twice for my honeymoon already. Um, I've been trying to get Donna to agree to a third, but um, she loves it as well. But she's like, well, three times is too much, Ryan. The staff will recognise us. That's the whole point. Which they did before. With A couple of years ago, we went um, twice in two weeks and the, the server who we had previously looked at us like, no, it can't be them. And then we looked at her and we were like, and she was like, yeah, it's them. Because <laughs> if, if you're not on the dining plan, it's it's super expensive to eat there. Yeah. Um, did but, you did you lunch there or did you dinner there? Uh, we've done both. Uh, the menus are pretty much the same, lunch and dinner. Um, yeah, it's just... One credit versus two, in for lunch. No, I think they're both two credits. Are they now? Yeah, yeah. Oh, bummer. It used to be one credit for lunch and two for dinner. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's two, two both. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Um, usually I go for dinner and then go and watch um, Illuminations or Epcot Forever, as it will now be. Yeah. Um, it's a nice combo to do. But yeah, and they, do, they sometimes do a good chocolate martini in there as well, which I'm a bit of a fan of so the cellular wins my vote anyone would uh, get a very strange impression impression of you ryan with uh, <laughs> all your alcoholic drinks i'm not judging I, when i'm at epcot i drink a lot i think that should be on a t-shirt yes yeah, lord luke get on it i can i go next p-dubs you can i oh, thank you very much um my attraction is a bit of a controversial one for me because I've not been on it and the attraction I've chosen is Test Track now I've been on Test Track but I haven't been on Test Track 2.0 mm-hmm. Tron Track you've been on the best Tron one track. yeah you've been on the best one that's what everyone says but I, I just I mean I didn't it wasn't the the elements of it so much that I liked like, it wasn't the fact that you was going through like a, a crash test facility you know, that was all cool and everything like that. But it's just the ride itself, I thought, was so much fun. Yeah. So, and I and mean... the ride is, is the same. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it's a bit it's a bit that goes outside that is just so cool. Yeah. You know, and it's a good visual as well for the attraction because you've got, obviously, the, um, the mirrors so you can see the cars they go around as you approach the attraction. I, you know, I just think it's got a lot going for it. Um, yeah, of the course. Sound as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, of course. You know, I, I believe that John Michael Higgins doesn't do the introduction for Test Track 2.0. I love that guy. Um, but, you know, regardless, uh, it's, you know, I'm, I'm still, that's the ride that if I was going to Epcot today would be the first thing I'll run to. And I think that's why I had to choose it. Um, for it's, a, I mean, the go new on. Test Track's good. It's, it's still good. Um, yeah. It's fun to design your vehicle. It's not quite the same. Like, I like how the, the original test track actually. I mean, the ride name doesn't really make as much sense. But I mean, design your vehicle kind of. But it's still fun. It's still a lot of fun to ride. 
Yeah, but it, it has lost a lot of its character. Yeah, but it feels it fits in more, I guess, in Future World. Yeah. Now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, I would say that the theming of it didn't really work where it's located. The original. No, theme. I mean it's exactly. It's like the speedway in Tomorrowland, like petrol cars, really. Yeah. Yeah. Not really the cars of tomorrow, is it? No, even exactly. even back when it opened. No. Um. So for my snack, um, going to the electric umbrella. It's very hot, isn't it, in Orlando most of the time? So I'd have the pineapple coconut frozen slushy. Nice choice. He doesn't, he doesn't love that. Well, I say he doesn't love that. I didn't like pineapple for like 30 years, but now I, I think it's amazing. So, yeah, that is uh, that would be my snack. Um, obviously, um, my food choices now are different to what I would have chosen. I probably would have uh, either followed Ryan's lead or... Um, Fire Napoli actually was quite nice when I went there mm. just after it opened. I've not been there post, so I don't know if it's still as good as it was when it first opened, but I remember that being a good experience. Yeah, it's still good. Um, but I'm actually choosing something from somewhere I've always wanted to eat and never have done, and that's at Tepanado and the Atsu Aged Tofu. Because I love tofu. Mm. Tepanado's a good choice. Yeah, that that was going to be main, but I'm gonna I'm gonna flip to option two. I like how you said you're gonna flip just like they do in Tepanado. <laughs> so yeah, that's my te- the thing about the thing about Tepanido is it, it's good if you've got a group. It's be, it's you know you wouldn't. It's not great if it's like just two of you because you you know well it is okay if it's two of you. It just depends who you end up sitting with because you're gonna you're gonna end up sitting with other people. But it's really good if there's a group of you, like six or seven. Um, it's quite a fun, fun experience because it's good food and you've got the the whole experience of the, you know, the hibachi thing and the, the little volcano and all that. It's good fun. Yeah. It's the same as the pizza place in Epcot. Like, Donna and I w- won't go back there because it's just the two of us. Mm. And obviously you, you end up sitting with people that you don't really know. And when... When you know when you go on a, a holiday for two weeks, just the two of you, maybe once a year, you kind of want to spend time together having a chat, and then. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think if I was to go with a few friends, absolutely, I'd go there. And the other thing is that Donald doesn't really eat Japanese food, um, whereas I absolutely love it. So she almost sounds as fussy as Dan. Oh, she, oh no, no, she's 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 come a long way in in the twelve years I've known her. Like. She'll eat a lot of stuff now, but she uh, like sushi, any fish, absolutely not. Yeah. Um, so I managed to get her to the boathouse every year because mm-hmm. they have like steaks and, and burgers and things like that. And she just watches me in a state eating a lobster. But um, <laughs> if, yeah, if there's, if there's something that's not relatively safe on the menu, then we'll have to skip it. Tepanido Tip, is, though, because I mean, if she likes rice, uh, and if she likes like beef or chicken, yeah, um, you know, vegetables. So there's no, you know, you don't, you don't need to have any sushi. Um, okay. So it is actually relatively simple and relatively safe food, and you can see them cooking it. So it is really good. I mean, even like the beef, the you know, you can have beef, chicken, shrimp, or tofu. Um, but you can see the quality of it, and it's it's really good quality, and they're cooking it right in front of your face. So. It is actually um, quite uh, good for somebody who 
he's maybe you know a little bit of a fussy eater. Whereas Tokyo Dining, that's that's more the kind of sushi and you know a little bit more um, what you would what you would think of when you when you think about um, Japanese food. Yeah, well maybe we'll give it a go then because mm. she was quite nervous about going to Yakinetti in Animal Kingdom, the the sit down oh. restaurant. And oh yeah, yeah, it's a really good choice. And now it's one of her favorite, one one of our favorite restaurants. We're yeah, every year it's amazing. Yeah, so great. we'll give it a go. Yeah, yeah. I'll give a shout out because I I almost went for Sunshine Seasons, which I like as a place anyway. But um, that's a good choice. Yeah. They do a vegan flatbread, which is grilled vegetables, black beans, spread tofu, chia seeds, with a choice of potato salad or coleslaw. And I actually think that sounds really nice. Mm-hmm. I'd also be doing listeners a disservice by not mentioning that you can also get a very tasty key lime pie at Sunshine Seasons. Which I know is another thing that you like. You know, I've never had a key lime pie. Oh, come on. Oh. I will, it, I, it, it will change. Like, as soon as I get like out, if, if we can find a key lime pie at Universal on property, I will have it. I'll have it whatever time of day it is, whether it's breakfast, lunch or dinner. Or on the way yeah, out. Somewhere I'll have one. Yeah. You must be like, yeah, probably have Rock Cafe, I would have thought. If you go if you go to Disney Springs, the Key Lane Pie in the House of Blues is really good. Okay. Is it? Yeah. And, oh, I don't know. If you ever go to Old Key West, it's really good at Olivia's as well. Yes, I love it at Olivia's. It's like a Key Lane mm-hmm. Tart, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah really nice. Good there. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I could talk about Key Lime all day. It's probably best we move on. <laughs> Who's next? Go on, Mr. Day. Okay, so I'm going to jump in then. I thought you would have all gone for Soren, but that's that's going to be my choice then. Um, I mean, you know, if, if you call it an attraction, then, then you know, maybe you'd think about eliminations, but um, but a proper attraction, Soren. I, I love Soren. Even, um, well, I love, I love the new version, but I really like the old version as well. I miss the old version in a way, and I wish... I wish they'd clean it up, digitize it, and then have it like random, so you could go either one, and you don't know which one you're going to go into. But even the new version, even with the computer-generated Taj Mahal, which is quite obviously fake, um, it's so bad, isn't it? Yeah, that is so bad. But but some of the other scenes are fantastic, and the music is still really good. But the old music is amazing. So I absolutely love Soren, and in the pre-show as well, Patrick, you know, on the pre-show. Um, I'm so glad they kept him. Yeah, is is yeah. just awesome. That is a fantastic ride. So, um, honourable mention: Horizons past attraction, and we missed that by like months. And uh, I've watched it on, I've watched videos on YouTube and things like that. And I wish I'd, I wish I'd been able to go on that because it's uh, it's like a retro. It's like the future that never was, and I love that kind of stuff. So, um, honourable mention for Horizons. Have you seen like the um the documentary of those three guys that um kept breaking into it? No. no. I'll have to try to see if I can dig it out and send it to you. It's about an hour long. It's on YouTube. Yeah? It's really good. Oh, yeah. I'd definitely watch that. That'd be great. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah, if you could give some of that, would be good. Um I really struggled with restaurants. I mean La Celia is is great, Tipperito's great, so you guys have nicked those. So as a third choice, I'm I'm kind of struggling a little bit. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go for a little bit of a controversial one because I'm going to go for the coral reef, but I'm really going to go for the total experience um, of sitting there having dinner right in front of that fantastic aquarium 
and especially when the divers come through don't dive quest um the food is good it's not it's not absolutely amazing but you can get a really good uh steak in there and um some of the desserts are quite good as well there's like a i forget what it's called now it's like a bailey's chocolate thing um which is good um and i like again i like that kind of original epcot theming that they've got in that restaurant it can be a little bit cold at times but um but yeah i'm gonna go for coral reef and then for snack that's a tough one i like the napoleon which is like a meal full from the france pavilion but then i also like some of the stuff in that caramel kutcher shop so i think i'm going to go for that and i'm going to go for the s'mores caramel kutcher thing forget, what it's, forget, forget exactly what it's called but it's the smallest thing in the caramel kutcher shop that shop is insane isn't it oh yeah it's awesome i mean it's just like anything you can think of like spam covered in in caramel you know it's anything covered in caramel yeah you can smell it from a mile off oh it's just yeah, yeah. my blood's going up as i walk past <laughs> it's like a real sugar rush <laughs> We got we got given some popcorn from there on Donna's birthday, and they just yeah. gave us a bag, and oh, it was awesome. the, the best popcorn I've ever had. Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. It's fantastic. Love it. Yeah. yeah. So isn't that strange that not one of us would pick the same thing? Because I've got none of them. Oh, tops. Yeah. What you got? So my meal would be San Angel. Nice. Inside, I like, yeah. I like, yeah. Yeah. I like, amazing. Love the inside. Yeah. Good, good set of good set of tacos that would do me nicely. Yeah. Um, just love the atmosphere and it just just looks great and the fact that it, it feels very similar to the ride as well yeah. that's that's there. I think, it all I just th- seems to fit in together. Yeah, yeah, I think that is one of the best atmospheres in any restaurant in Disney World. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah good definitely. So my snack, I am going with the cheddar cheese soup in a bread bowl. Um, mm. that's part of um, one of the restaurants and I can't remember which restaurant it is but it's also part of Food and Wine the same, um, yeah. you can get it as well yeah so you can get get that that outside um, at one of the booths yeah so I've for that I always yeah I always look at it and I'm like oh I could just eat that whenever I see it doesn't matter what time of the year it is what time of the day it is I'm just like slathering over it every time I see it on the TV so that's definitely and completely left field, and it's something we've talked about tonight for my attraction. Oh, Canada. Oh, wow. <laughs> just because it just feels like what Epcot is about for me. Mm-hmm. Um, about telling the story of, of the country it's from. Um, I love Martin Short. Um, yeah. he, was, he was great at Disneyland Paris. I loved him in, in the attraction there, and it it's just great that it's getting a, an update and that he's going to be be in it as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's definitely so, the best, the best uh, of those shows there. And, and every time I I go I I watch it, it still makes me chuckle. I think he's brilliant at it. Yeah. yeah, and I love the theatre as well. The theatre's really well done. How it's built into the the rock face. Yeah. Um, just an overall a really good, well built attraction, well themed. Um. So that's that's my three. Now we have got a lot of um, ones from listeners as well. Um, 
So let's start off with our Wendy. Um, Wendy sent us one, and she said this was actually them last weekend. Lucky them. Um, they rode Sorin, ate at the Rosen Crown, and they went to uh, to get a caramel square, a salted caramel square. So there you that go. was two out of three. Nice. Yeah, two out of three. Nice, yeah. Paul. Yeah. Um, the Rosen, the Rosen Crown is obviously one that so many people love. But I've never been there because I'm just like, I don't know if I want to eat. I know it's not quite British food, but I don't know if I want to like spend a, a dining credit on somewhere I can get food at home. I've, yeah, only, we... I've only had from the, the takeaway a bit outside and we had fish and chips and it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't fish and chips really. Okay. Yeah. Well, we were the same. We never wanted to eat there until obviously Heather worked there as a cast member. So we, so we did eat there a couple of times. And it was good. And what was really good, though, is if you can get a table outside uh, for eliminations, that is awesome. Yeah. So it's a great eliminations location. And then actually what a lot of people don't know is even if you go earlier, you you they, they mark your receipt and you come back later with your receipt, a bit like the California Grill, and they've got an area that they'll let you into, which is right on the front. So a lot of people don't know that. They think they've got to be seated for eliminations and you actually don't so oh, okay uh, amazing yeah that's a top tip so simon simon and julie this is from um simon with his own podcast on the network now simon says um for julie they they went with test track um because she likes to design her own car but normally simon does it <laughs> um via napoli for her restaurant because she likes a, a good pizza and a drink of choice would be a frozen champagne slush from the French food and wine pavilion mm. uh, for some, Simon himself he went for Mission Space Orange uh, not the green wine because that's for pansies <laughs> uh, he said the meal was tough so he's actually gone with Ryan's recommendation and has gone for the Cellier yes. just because you talk about it so much um, and his drink would be Samuel Adams' Oktoberfest beer. Mm. Nice. So they've gone for drinks. We went for snacks. Yeah. yeah we're... Obviously, that proves a point that we don't drink that much between us. I went for a drink. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, that's true, yeah. Okay, if I'm allowed to drink, yeah. there's, a, there's a margarita stand. I'm, I'm going in France. I'm going for that, I think. Oh, I think that it's is in good, France. Yeah. 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 So Matt Roberts has gone for Sorum. Um, mm-hmm. He wasn't sure on the meal, but went for San Angel. Um, and his snacks were crepes in France. Nice. Good choice. Uh, Alan Wheeler, um, he went test track. Um, the set menu for Chefs de France. Um, yes, it's he liked the lobster. He liked the lobster, lobster bisque that they made for him. Um, he Snack, he has gone for either an ice cream or a pastry in the French pavilion. Yeah, good call. So, Only crazy about Field. the ice cream sandwich, the, the um, brioche hot ice cream sandwich. Wasn't crazy yeah. about that. Tried it and yeah. was a bit of a disappointment, really. The sandwiches and things in that um, in, in France, though, are insanely good. Yeah, the, yeah, like the savoury sandwiches. Yeah, but yeah. they've... They do like a, they do like an ice cream sandwich. It's like a brioche bun with ice cream in the middle, and it's hot. Well, the the brioche thing is is hot. That sounds uh, like a disaster waiting to happen. 
Yeah, it wasn't great. It, it sounded fantastic. Well, I liked the sound of it, but the reality of it was uh, a bit disappointing. A hot mess. Yeah. yeah. So, Matt Field has gone Mission Space Orange. Um, Tepanido for a Tepanyaki meal. Mm-hmm. Um, and for his snack, he's gone for a Rainbow Kakigoro in Japan. That's the Ooh. shaved ice with the flavoured syrups. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Interesting to see Alex, some Mission Space fans coming out. Like, that ride barely, very rarely has a queue. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've only done green, but it just, just feels like such a nothing ride to me. Surprised if I'm well, it's because you've done green. <laughs> you're putting no G's on green. Yeah. I, I quite like uh, I like Kerry. it. Team, yeah. yeah, Kerry can't stand it because she's claustrophobic. She can't do the... It's not that it's not the, tra- the motion sickness thing. It's it's just when the control panel moves in, she feels trapped. So she won't do uh, Okay, yeah. Yeah. My, my favourite photo from last year was literally me in the whole room by myself. <laughs> pressing not, all not, the buttons. Not not not, not the pod. <laughs> the entire room. Yeah. Oh that, wow. It, I took a picture. It was just me. <laughs> I was. I think two other people joined me. So in the end, they had to wait for two other people. But it was three people riding the entire Orange Team attraction. It was oh, insane. That's not good, is it? So next one is Alex Harvey. He has gone with a frozen cappuccino, spaceship Earth. And eating at Spice Road at 9pm so he can watch Illuminations. And says he knows it's cheating, um, but he's still going with it. That's why he's bending of the rules. Yeah, we're going to try Spice Road for the first time this year. So looking forward to that. Yeah, my parents are trying it this year. Yeah. 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 I mean, the menu looks good. We've looked at it a couple of times and we've never gone for it, but we're going to go for it this year, definitely. And it's a great location. Yeah, I mean, let us know what you think because we're, yeah. if if you like it and my parents like it, I'm definitely going to book it because yeah. I've always wanted to go there, but there's so much to eat at Epcot, especially around food yeah. and wine, is, that yeah. I often don't end up going to restaurants there. Yeah, and it is one that you should be able to get at last minute, booking oh, if you, you yeah. want to. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Lewis Lonsdale has gone with Spaceship Earth, and he's also followed the Lasselio route. Um, he said just for the cheddar soup. And that he can keep making jokes about Mounties. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure they love him. Yeah, and for his drink, he says he has to migrate home, so he goes to Rosen Crown and gets a pear cider. Nice. Uh, Daniel Reed said test track. He also went with the Mexican Pavilion for nachos uh, and a mango margarita um, from there. But his wife, his wife disagrees. And would turn right and go to Sorin, then La Cellier, and finally over to France for a La Vie en Rose frozen slush. I'm loving the La Cellier fans tonight. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mark Rowan has, has followed me again, San Angel in, um, for Tecos de Vegetal and Sopa Azteca. Um, Spaceship Earth again. Um, nice. And he's heading, he's heading to China for a green tea ice cream. Interesting. I have something I've never tried. Yeah. Um, Karen Byron has gone for test track uh, champagne. Um, her husband will go for sushi for his snack from the the snack truck uh, truck outside, and um, for their meal tepanido. Um, another another vote for that. Um, mm. Callum Patterson, another mission space. Um, Via Napoli 
and Bugatsta from the Greek stall at Food and Wine Festival. Ah, oh, okay, right. nice. Okay. Yeah. So that's all from our Facebook group. We got one Twitter reply. Um, mm. Michelle Moore has gone with Living with the Land. Nice. And right. um, uh, Frushi during Food and Gar- uh, Flower and Garden. Um, and they would eat at Beer Garden. Our first vote for that tonight. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, yeah, we've, we've never done that. One more. No, I've never been there either. Mm. So I think we've got one more. We had one more posted into the group. Let me just find it on the post about the vote, if I can find it. All the way down somewhere. I can't even find it now. And don't know where that's gone. Uh, yeah, I know someone posted on there. It's all messed up. So nobody's gone for Frozen. Mrs. Nice, I think, is one. Yeah, it's quite a few. Yeah, I would, I would not. I would not have called that. Yeah, and nobody's assumed eliminations as an attraction, which I guess is fair enough. Uh, yeah, I think if it had been yeah. in the mix, that would have been a tough call. Yeah, I'm really gutted that nobody's um, gone for the figment, right? <laughs> it's high octane that one. Well, what about what about Pixar presents? has anyone ever actually seen it maybe that's why it's not been picked uh yeah, the pixars actually i'm yeah, surprised we... there's been less love for soaring and even frozen ever after than i was expecting yeah i'm, su- I'm yeah. surprised that i'm surprised that Soarin'. i thought that would have been many people's number one I've got, i reckon yeah. we've got a lot of old webcop fans answering though yeah I've, I've got to be honest like i don't i don't rate soaring anywhere near as highly as a lot of people do I love it. I mean, I I do prefer the old one for the music and the scenes. Although there's no doubt that the image quality is is improved. You know, the digital projection is is really good. So yes. for Taj Mahal, it, yeah. well, yeah, that's just just and the Eiffel Tower, depending on where you're sitting. Yeah, definitely the Taj Mahal. I mean, it is literally just it's so bad. Know, yeah, it's bad. But yeah. It's an awesome ride, though. Yeah, and it's it's much better now that it's got three concourses. You don't have to wait as long. Mm, yeah, that's true. I'd um I'd probably rather go for a fast pass for test track over Soarin' now because yeah, well certainly when I was there in October, the, the wait times for Soarin' were probably mm. like thirty minutes. It was not too yeah. bad at all. Which is fine. I mean, you're gonna wait even in the fast pass lane. You're gonna wait 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. And if you've never been on it. And wait the extra. Ask to sit in the front row and wait the extra because then you don't get the feet dangling above, mm-hmm. and it's it definitely uh, is a slightly better experience. Hundred percent. Yeah. So yeah, I couldn't find the other one. It's deleted the poll from our group for some reason. Boom. Um, so I'm pretty I, sure. So I couldn't I'm, find. I'm pretty sure it was from Craig Lucas, and it was um, Restaurant Marrakesh. And the uh, Nemo raid. <laughs> it was Total Total Crush, I think. I think. It, his, I thought. Was he sure it wasn't the Norway Pavilion film? His snack was. Oh a, God, that was so bad. No, yeah. <laughs> his snack was a. His snack was a cone of chips from K Tams. <laughs> or a cup of Beverly. Poor, poor <laughs> oh, I can't believe no one picked Beverly. Yeah, it, I almost picked it like just for the sarcastic. Sarcastic. Uh, 
you know, answer, but uh, yeah, even yeah. I couldn't bring myself to do Beverly. You know, it's it, not as bad as people say it is. You know, you know, um, I don't even think last time I looked anyway, you can't even get Beverly in Italy anymore. No, uh, it's the only place you can get it now. Yeah, mm. there you go, get it while you can, kids. Yeah, it's closing very soon. Um, is that it for tonight? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Excellent. Good. Well, I hope you've enjoyed that, listeners. Uh, thank you for downloading, for listening. Uh, if you haven't, please give us a review on iTunes. Five stars preferred, but we'll take anything. Um, to our Patreon listeners, we are recording this month's film, which uh, unfortunately is Four Weddings and a Funeral. Why you chose that, I do not know, but you'll be hearing our opinions on uh, Four Weddings and a Funeral. I've not watched it since 1995. So, uh, yeah, that should be an interesting one for us to revisit. So that will be coming out, uh, I think, next week. Um, there's uh, new egos, new My Benches available for people to like that. Customers Always Weird, back with a banger this week as well. Yeah, there's a new show on the network myself and craig that kevin smith view askew review began this week yes that's true that is also on that's there. Um, there's another episode of after dark's halloween adventure yes about the latest with mis- with, with mr d making his <laughs> first appearance about yeah. bloody time if you ask me <laughs> ryan, ryan should be up next it was a 30 minute <laughs> podcast that took an hour and a half to record because of technical issues <laughs> but and, we won't go into that and uh if you <laughs> like football or even if you don't like football but you like listening to myself and craig we were guests on the half and half scars podcast which was recorded this evening about the end of the english football season and um yeah, had a great time recording that. So if you've never listened to it, give those guys a listen as well. It hasn't finished yet. What? The it English has. football season. The Eng- no, it hasn't. The, the English Football League has finished. There you go. The Premier League has finished. The FA Cup is on Saturday and we wish <laughs> Watford well. And congratulations to all the um, teams supported by the After Dark Network, which finished in the top 10 of the Premier League this season. Oh, so that's, whatever. Uh, Liverpool and Leicester and West Ham. Um, <laughs> hey, look, if you win on Saturday, it doesn't matter, does it? No, no, it wouldn't have mattered if we'd beaten you anyway. There you go. Um, so thank you very much for listening and we will see you in two weeks for another Diz After Dark. Bye. Bye, y'all. See ya. Uh-huh. <laughs> what was that? That was, that was like a really can Mickey Mouse, hang on, obviously. Hang on, hang on. Since it was a, since it was a call, hang on, hang on. There we go. <laughs> Why? Because we like you. Kick it! Can't get enough, can't get enough! He's the one, two, is part of the After Dark Podcast Network. Hello there, dear listener. Now, have you ever listened to a podcast and thought, 
I'd really like to support those guys, but I just don't know how to do it. <laughs> well, then you're in luck. There are now two ways for you to be able to support us. The first is by going to our Spreadshirt page at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash After Dark Network. Here you can pick up t-shirts for all of the podcasts that we do. The other way is by visiting us at patreon.com forward slash disafterdark. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash disafterdark. Any money raised by buying some merchandise or pledging your support on Patreon means that we can keep producing more content for the After Dark Network. On behalf of the other After Dark Podcast Network hosts, we thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it and thank you for your continued support.